Hello everyone, this is Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, the weekly podcast for anyone currently experiencing trauma, pain, shame, guilt, anger, and wants to eradicate these negative emotions. I'm your host, Grace Opa. I'm a survivor of domestic violence. In the Western world, Abuse has predominantly, at least since the end of the Second World War, been primarily inflicted on children by adults in a domestic environment. In recent weeks, another form of adverse childhood experience revisits from Europe's past, children having to live in a war zone under the perpetual threat of imminent death. For the child, salvation often comes not with a cessation of hostilities and life returning to something resembling normality, but with escape from death and destruction as a refugee to another country with your mother or father, occasionally both. The child's whole life, or what's left of it, is a rucksack and a couple of carrier bags. For children lucky enough to escape from Ukraine, we at least find refuge in a neighboring country, quite probably in a family home as opposed to a refugee camp, as is the norm for those escaping other conflict zones like Syria, Yemen, Afghanistan, Congo, and the forever state of suffering, Palestine. Such is the lack of first-hand experience of being a refugee in the West, that it's difficult to comprehend the effect long-term exposure to war on a child. It's nearly 80 years since Europe's last weakness a mass movement of humanity on such a scale. In 1945, an estimated 30 million displaced refugees crisscrossed the continent intent on finding somewhere to return to. Children feel fear and terror but are less aware than their parents of the consequences of upheaval, the uncertain future, and the entire life that has been left behind in probably the only country they know as home. Being older, both parents have longer memories and much more to remember. For children, their memories are home, relatives, friends, school, and possibly a holiday in another part of their country or abroad. All of these memories are another world from another time. From a child's perspective, it's a debatable point that finite war times, upheaval and trauma is worse than persistent domestic abuse in what is euphemistically called peacetime. In both instances, the longer it's perpetrated, the greater the threat of serious damage to the underdeveloped mind with scarring that can exist into adulthood. As the ghastly devastation in the Ukraine underlines, as elsewhere in various conflict zones around the world, the will and determination of loving and caring parents are rapidly undermined by a vicious maniac with no concern for life or longevity in the reality of an autocratic despot. Only a desperation to bring everyone and everything down with him to a level of abasement that plummets the depths of even subjective standards of depravity is the only future that matters. In today's episode, we'll be talking about adverse childhood experiences. 
And this is in commiseration with what is happening to the children and mothers in Ukraine. I sincerely hope this war stops and ends very soon. What is adverse childhood experiences? These are experiences we have early in our lives, particularly early childhoods. This often has a big impact on how we'll grow, develop physically, mentally, our thoughts, our behavior, our feelings. There are two crucial factors to think about when considering a mental well-being. These are quality of our attachment relationships and experiences of adverse childhood experiences. Attachment refers to patterns of relationships we have with our primary caregivers or parents early in life. It is an emotional bond that forms between a parent and child from birth. And this often has a big impact on our development. The way a parent or primary caregiver responds to the child will impact on the child's attachment style. These attachment styles are often a template for how we build future relationships with others in our lives and also how we feel about ourselves and other people. If our experiences with our parent or primary caregiver was positive, such children, when they grow up, develop a positive template for other relationships about themselves and others. They're able to maintain positive relationships, manage their feelings and behavior, and feel good about themselves or others. But if it's negative, this leads us to go on to have difficulties with relationships and our mental well-being. And it's often referred to as attachment difficulties. Adverse childhood experiences are highly stressful and potentially traumatic. Events or situations that occur during childhood or adolescence may affect a child whilst growing up. Adverse childhood experiences, ACE, also occurs when stressful events happen to a child or children. ACE includes all types of abuse and neglect, such as parental substance use or misuse, incarceration and domestic violence. It also includes situations that may cause trauma for a child, such as having a parent with a mental illness or being part of a family going through a divorce or separation. ACE can damage a child's sense of safety, stability or bonding. Associated risk factors include food insecurity, frequently moving to new homes or areas, living in under-resourced or racially segregated neighborhoods. Adverse experiences at a young age can be problematic because children are vulnerable to the effects of trauma. 
their brains are still developing, which means that childhood trauma can disrupt normal brain development. A typical example of an adverse childhood experience was the one recorded by the Guardian and Independent newspapers on the 15th of March 2022. A black child's ordeal who was subjected by police to a strip search at her London school that involved exposure of her intimate body parts according to an official investigation. No appropriate adult was present during the 15-year-old's ordeal. This was humiliating, traumatizing and utterly shocking, a hackney local authority figure said. There was no parental consent and this has had an adverse effect on the child who according to family members has led her to self-harming, being timid and she says she doesn't think she can ever be normal again. She's now receiving therapy. The prolonged stresses from adverse childhood experiences can affect attention span, decision making, learning and stress management, just to name a few. Childhood trauma places people at a significantly higher risk. Individuals can also pass on these effects to their children. Research has linked ACEs to various health consequences such as physical health issues, psychological conditions, risky behaviors, developmental disruption, increased use of healthcare services. They can also have other implications for the individual, such as problems with education, work, relationships, just to name a few. Potential consequences of ACE may include physical health problems such as cancer, diabetes, heart diseases, injury, maternal and child health problems, sexually transmitted infections, STIs. Research also links ACE with an increased risk of obesity and poor outcomes following weight loss efforts. Mental health issues such as depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, substance use disorder, suicidal behaviors or death by suicide, addictive behaviors including food, as also such issues associated with ACE. Those who have ACE are more likely to experience several other challenges in their lives. This may include issues relating to education and job opportunities, being a perpetrator of violence or being subject to it, teen pregnancy. The effect of societal issues of ACE is that it carries a huge economic and social cost for communities and wider society including in terms of health care and incarceration costs. Experiencing childhood abuse leads to higher rates of offending and of violent offending and property offending specifically. How do we prevent adverse childhood experiences? We can prevent this issue by strengthening economic supports to families, Promoting social norms that protect against violence and adversity.
ensuring a strong start in life for children, teaching skills to parents, caregivers, children and families, connecting youths to caring adults and activities, intervening to lessen both immediate and long-term harm. Positive childhood experiences can fall into four broad categories. These are being in nurturing, supportive relationships, living, developing, playing and learning in safe, stable, protective and equitable environments, having opportunities for constructive social engagement and developing a sense of connectedness, learning social and emotional competences. Individuals who suspect child abuse or believe that a child may be at risk should contact appropriate authorities. Why is it important to understand adverse childhood experiences? Childhood trauma is at the root of many social and personal issues in our society. Studies clearly shows that AIDS can significantly raise the likelihood of over 18 negative life outcomes including suicidal attempts, alcoholism, drug addiction, criminality, mental ill health, heart diseases, liver diseases, obesity, and many more. I'll give an example of someone who experienced adverse childhood experiences. Cam is a seven-year-old whose dad hits her mom regularly. She's in a constant state of fear. Because there is no adult to protect her, and the threat she feels is ever-present, her brain learns that she's in danger at all times. It adapts to this by pumping stress hormones regularly and at a higher level during moments of perceived danger. If this happens over a long period, of time the extra stress hormones response becomes her body's normal way of functioning this constant stress causes her to develop anxiety issues when she grows to be a teenager she becomes a heavy smoker or a drinker she's drawn to substance misuse this is a way of coping for this overreactive survival response Despite having potentials, she finds it hard to focus in school and underachieves. When she leaves education and begins to work, she finds herself regularly feeling distracted, depressed and unproductive. Her anxiety leads her to develop a meek personality, making her easy prey for partners as violent as her dad was. Over the years, if care is not taken, the smoking, drinking, depression, stress, and possible violence take their toll on her. She might develop heart diseases or liver diseases and might die at an early age. We can prevent adverse childhood experiences before they occur, especially in the crucial first 1,000 and one days that is from conception to age two this includes investing early years measures that will make parents aware of the impact of ACE 
provide support to help them overcome potential risk factors earlier on and install programs that help young children's brain develop healthily. Another way of preventing AIDS is training frontline service workers to work in a trauma-informed way. This approach has a significantly positive impact on a variety of services such as schools, prisons. Knowledge of AIDS can be taught to communities and their impact is widespread. Emotional support. Interactions with other young people give rise to a shared sense of solidarity and for some it's an invaluable source of support. Stigma and shame sometimes prevent young people from building relationships with their peers. Supportive relationship with adults will help them to engage effectively with services. Adults could be foster carers, health and social care workers, therapists, teachers or other professionals. The adults need to display empathy, be non-judgmental and an active listener. Some young people will prefer adults or professionals with a genuine sense of caring. Death of a parent or parents can also lead to adverse childhood experiences. Other ways communities can prevent adverse childhood experiences are home visiting programs for pregnant women and families of newborns, parent training programs, intimate partner violence prevention, social support for parents, parent support programs for teens and teen pregnancy prevention programs, mental illness and substance abuse treatment, high quality child care, sufficient income support for lower income families. How can we prevent adverse childhood experiences? ACE. We can strengthen economic supports for families, that is, strengthening household financial security, have family-friendly work policies. Another way is promoting social norms that protect against violence and adversity. For example, public education campaigns, legislative approaches to reduce corporal punishment, bystander approaches, men and boys as allies in prevention. We can also ensure a strong start for children. For example, early childhood home visitation, high quality child care, preschool enrichment with family engagement. Skills can be taught like social emotional learning, safe dating and healthy relationship skill programs, parenting skills and family relationship approaches. We can also connect youths to caring adults and activities like mentoring programs, after school programs. We can also intervene to lessen immediate and long term harms. For example, having enhanced primary care, victim centered services, treatment to lessen the harms of adverse childhood experiences. Treatment to prevent problems or treatment to prevent problem behavior and future involvement in violence. 
family-centered treatment for substance use disorders. Raising awareness of ACE can help. This can change how people think about the causes of ACE and who could help prevent them. It can also shift the focus from individual responsibility to community solutions. We can reduce stigma around seeking help with parenting challenges or for substance misuse, depression or suicidal thoughts. Promoting safe, stable, nurturing relationships and environments where children live, learn and play. Let's help all children reach their full potentials and create neighborhoods, communities and a world in which every child can thrive. Families experiencing caregiving challenges related to children with special needs, for example, disabilities, mental health issues, chronic physical illnesses. Children and youth who don't feel close to their parents or primary caregivers feel like they can't talk to them about their feelings. Youths who start dating early or engaging in sexual activity early. Children and youth with few or no friends or with friends who engage in aggressive or delinquent behavior. Families with caregivers who have a limited understanding of children's need or development. Families with caregivers who were abused or neglected as children. Families with young caregivers or single parents. Families with low income. Families with adults with low levels of education. Families experiencing high levels of parenting stress or economic stress. Families with caregivers who use spanking and other forms of corporal punishment for discipline. Families with inconsistent discipline and or low level of parental monitoring and supervision. Families that are isolated from and not connected to other people. For example, extended family, friends and neighbors. Families with high conflict and negative communication styles. Families with attitudes accepting of or justifying violence or aggression. What are the community risk factors? These are communities with high rates of violence and crime, communities with high rates of poverty and limited educational and economic opportunities, communities with high unemployment rates, communities with easy access to drugs and alcohol, communities where neighbors don't know or look out for each other and there is low community involvement amongst residents. Communities with few community activities for young people. Communities with unstable housing and where residents move frequently. Communities where families frequently experience food insecurity. Communities with high levels of social and environmental disorder. Protective factors. Families who create safe, stable, and nurturing relationships, meaning children have a consistent family life where they are safe, taken care of, and supported. Children who have positive friendships and pair networks. Children who do well in school. Children who have caring adults outside the family who serve as mentors or role models. Families where caregivers can meet basic needs of food, shelter, and health services for children.
families where caregivers have college degrees or higher families where caregivers have steady employment families with strong social support networks and positive relationships with the people around them families where caregivers engage in parental monitoring supervision and consistent enforcement of rules families where caregivers or adults work through conflicts peacefully families where caregivers help children work through problems families that engage in fun positive activities together families that encourage the importance of school for children these are factors that can eradicate adverse childhood experiences what are ways community can protect or counter adverse childhood experiences communities must make sure families have access to economic and financial help communities where families have access to medical care and mental health services communities with access to safe stable housing communities where families have access to nurturing and safe child care communities where families have access to high quality preschool communities where families have access to safe engaging after school programs and activities communities where adults have work opportunities with family friendly policies communities with strong partnerships between the community and business healthcare government and other sectors communities where residents feel connected to each other and are involved in the community communities where violence is not tolerated or accepted many factors contribute to adverse children experiences including personal traits and experiences parents the family environment and the community itself to prevent ace or adverse childhood experiences and protect children from neglect abuse and violence it's essential to address each of these factors youth serving and faith based organizations coaches and caregivers can help prevent adverse childhood experiences raising awareness of adverse childhood experiences in communities about how to prevent these experiences can help children and youth grow up and thrive in a safe and stable environment about 6 in 10 adults have experienced one form of adverse childhood experiences it is very important for people to understand the many long term consequences of adverse childhood experiences ace childhood experiences negatively affect adults in addition to increased risk for mental and physical issues some other effects are common wounds from childhood trauma often result in the creation of a false self for example a child may alter their personality to try to get their parents love to become their authentic self as an adult they must get in touch with their true feelings victimhood thinking a victimized child may feel they have no choice but to be a victim in their adult life is not true you have a choice in who you are as an adult so instead think of yourself as a survivor and use positive self talk to combat negative thinking passive aggressiveness 
Children who grow up around unhealthy expressions of anger may feel they should never express anger. Anger is a healthy emotion. If you don't express it, you will stay angry. You must acknowledge anger so you can resolve its trigger. If you don't acknowledge anger, you will express these feelings as passive aggressiveness. Passivity. Neglected or abandoned children tend to hold themselves back. As a result, they end up passive, which does not allow them to live up to their potentials. Adults need feelings to guide them towards becoming who they want to be. Let's look at what adverse childhood experiences are, what impacts they have or may have, how to prevent them, and most importantly, how you can cope if you are someone who endured traumatic experiences in childhood. How to prevent adverse childhood experiences. Policymakers can work towards increasing financial security for families and preventing food and housing insecurity. Workplaces can make their institutions more family-friendly and establish family leave policies. Communities and policymakers can protect against violence by promoting anti-violence campaigns and education. Professionals who work with families can teach positive parenting skills and teach socio-emotional learning. Policymakers can promote a strong start for children by expanding childcare, preschool and early childhood education options. Communities can prioritize youth services, mentors for youth, and substance abuse recovery programs. Coping with adverse childhood experiences. A trauma-focused therapist or social worker can help you work through this and get to the other side. If you are also experiencing physical effects that you think are linked to this trauma, speaking to a healthcare provider is another important step. Lifestyle changes can also help you cope with and work through your trauma. Consider adding in meditation, breathing exercises, and physical activity and exercise. Journaling is another wonderful tool that can help you unpack your feelings. If you are recovering from a trauma like abuse, abandonment, growing up with mentally ill parents, or parents who abuse substances, you may want to join a support group specific to that experience. Speaking with other grown-ups, who experience similar ACEs as you did can be invaluable to your recovery. In conclusion, adverse childhood experiences have short and long-term negative life-changing consequences across education, health, care, criminal justice and later employment and life expectancy outcomes. A child whose mind and body is overly stressed and in fight, flight, or freeze modes is not open for learning. Childhood is a vulnerable time, and what happens to us then has long, deep impacts. Adverse childhood experiences describe traumatic experiences that can have lasting effects into adulthood. The more ACEs someone experiences, the more challenging they may be to overcome. If you've enjoyed this episode, kindly subscribe, leave a review, and comment. See you on the next episode. Bye for now. For more Rising Above Shadows of Abuse news, head to our Instagram.com page 
or youtube.com page forward slash rising above shadows of abuse and our email address is rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com to interact with us see you soon rising above shadows of abuse podcast with grace of